the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A travel ban to additional countries being considered by the Trump administration. With more, here is correspondent Andrew Stewart. This comes amid President Trump's renewed election year focus on immigration issues. So says a half dozen people familiar with the deliberations. Two of them say a document circulating in the White House outlines those plans, but the would-be affected countries were blacked out. Iraqi security officials say four members of Iraq's military have been wounded by a rocket attack targeting an airbase just north of Baghdad. American trainers and a company that services F-16 aircraft are present at that base. Sunday's attack by at least six rockets came just days after Iran filed, fired ballistic missiles at two bases in Iraq housing U.S. forces causing no casualties. More details at srnnews.com. Eric Metaxas wants people to try to open their minds. A lot of people have been upset with me for my support of the president. I think, well, try to understand why. Anytime somebody says, oh, you're just selling your soul for political power, it's just kind of funny that people say that as though like they know that's true. And I think, look, if you know me, I would like to think that you'd at least know that, that I would never want to do anything like that. So maybe it's worth trying to understand what I'm saying. Let, let's try. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Patriot's Book of the Month for January is Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture, 11 Steps to Keep Her Happy, Healthy, and Safe. You can sign up to win a signed copy of this must-read for parents with young daughters right now at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities Sunday afternoon, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got snow coming this afternoon. We'll reach a high of 21. And we got Hour 2 with the Brad Carlson Show up in Arn starting right now on the Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. They have 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so if you haven't done so already. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a follow. And we uh, keep that page updated pretty much uh, throughout the uh, weekends. Trying to do a little bit better of uh, maybe posting some content there during the week. Try to engage uh, some of our followers, our listeners a little bit more. Uh, kind of get our thoughts on what's going on. But, you know, might, might have to do a little bit more of that. That's for sure. Social media is where it's at, so I'm told. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely get better with that as the year goes on. Call it a New Year's resolution, I guess. Are we still making those? It's, uh, you know, it's a week and a half into the New Year. Hey, you're about 12 days late, but better late than never, right? Yeah, hey, you know, it's, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to wait another 353 days, for goodness sake. I think Chinese New Year is coming up, too, so okay. we can just chalk it up to that. Yeah, we'll go with it. So, uh, Obviously, want to talk a little bit about the Iranian situation I don't know that I have <clears throat> anything unique to say about the actual conflict itself. And, you know, everybody becomes a self-anointed expert on social media when stuff like this happens. I mean, uh, the postmortem of the Viking season, everybody knows what ills the Vikings and what moves a general manager needs to make. And, boy, that the, there were some hilarious hot takes 
on that one, by the way. Yeah. yeah I to... saw um, uh, that you were showing me like Tom Brady ones and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah that, it's as good as it gets. And, uh, you know, it, you just, it's good to respond to these people f- with mockery. Uh, a guy I went to, uh, well, I've known literally since elementary school days. So you're talking 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I had a big exchange back and forth on Facebook yesterday. We might might talk a little bit about that. We might have a little bit of fun if we get to lighten up the topics. But this was for... Um, Iran had struck back at uh, the United States after the killing of General uh, Qassam Soleimani early in the uh, about a week and a half ago, and you knew a response was coming. It may come in the form of cyber attacks. In fact, there was a couple of websites that were attacked that the Iranians were claiming responsibility for. But then you wonder if there was going to be any. You know, acts of war, you know, missiles launched, more Americans killed, uh, what have you. And Ed Morrissey at uh, hotair.com linked to a, a couple of stories uh, regarding the Iranian attack. Uh, could Tuesday night's missile attacks be a form of de escalation? The Iranian military shot missiles at two bases housing U.S. military forces last night, one near Baghdad and the other in the Kurdish territory in the north. Thus far, however, the missiles appear to have done little, if any, damage to American personnel and material, which thus far also seems to have a deliberate calculation. Now, a couple things on that. When this first happened, people are like, oh, here we go. Back back into another Middle Eastern war, another endless war, going to cost trillion dollars out of our treasury to fight another war where nothing is ever resolved and just nothing more but American casualties. And uh, people who study this stuff for a living say this was just really Iran's opportunity to save face because they don't want to get into a full-scale war with the U.S. They don't. No one wants that. Trump has said specifically he doesn't want that. And yet he's seen as some warmonger, which is amusing because we talked about this on the show late last year. Remember a couple months ago, two, three months ago, whenever it was, time kind of seems to run together these days, when Trump was pulling out some special forces out of Syria and how that was going to result in just a bloodbath of our Kurdish allies in the country. You know, which is it? Is he a warmonger or is he or, or is he abandoning the country's responsibility to protect our allies? Which is it? Because the whole idea that of taking out Soleimani is because there was intelligence that imminent attacks were going to take place. And, of course, leftists are all up in arms about that. Say, like, well, imminent attacks. We don't know where. We don't know when. But imminent attacks. How are we supposed to believe that intelligence? Well, um, given the fact that Soleimani has been responsible for the death of hundreds of Americans and thousands more of our allies, do you think that was beyond him? Probably not. <clears throat> And then he was in Iraq shortly after uh, our uh, our embassy there was attacked by their ally, uh, by uh, Soleimani's uh, surrogates of, of Iran. So to just take that lightly would, would be irresponsible. So anyways, I'll read more of uh, uh, Ed Morrissey's piece. Uh, NBC's Richard Engel called it a symbolic moment for Iran, a striking back with its own military. It was heavy on the sim- symbolism not quite as much on the attack. In fact, the missiles appeared to have curiously appeared curiously aimed at areas on the bases where the Americans aren't. So yes, it was very symbolic. But here's the thing. This goes back to desperate to make Trump look bad. Immediately, MSNBC ran with a story that 30 Americans were killed as a result of this missile strike. It was on Chris Hayes' program, I believe. And, of course, they're just up in arms. Oh, here we go. Trump, without congressional approval, takes out the uh, this revered leader of Iran's military. That's how he was described by the Washington Post, revered leader of Iran's military. And now it's full-scale ex- uh, escalation. Our, our, our Americans are being killed. Da, da, da. It's like um, they were always willing to kill Americans. Okay? Uh Taking out the general, I don't think, changed that sentiment at all. So, of course, they were running with it. Well, you know where they got that source? 30 Americans were killed? It was Iranian propaganda. MSNBC 
runs with Iranian propaganda. And I didn't even remember being that reported by anybody else at all. Not that I like paid too much attention to that kind of stuff, but still, I don't even remember hearing like, oh, hey, 30 Americans died, and then there were retractions of that statement because you think that would be a very big news story that several outlets would yeah. report. So this is just straight up on MSNBC. Well, once again, it's the desire to be first as opposed to being right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it, it, it was insane. Well, it turns out, there were no casualties. It was later confirmed, no casualties whatsoever. And people thought, oh boy, you know, even, okay, thank God there's no casualties. But the mere fact that Iran struck back, well, that's going to that's gonna trigger Trump into wanting to get into full-scale war. And, and his speech in the aftermath said the exact opposite and indicated that it was de-escalation. Okay? So, okay, Iran hits back. Big deal. This may in a strange way, open up some diplomacy between the countries, which has basically hasn't existed, okay? Except when the Obama administration sent them how many billions of dollars on a pallet, uh, uh, on a pallet okay? So the point is, is that now, and, and people were having a big fuss that Iran is now saying they're officially, you know, pulling out of the nuclear or the nuclear deal that was agreed to with the Obama administration back in 2015, which was always a farce. And we covered it last week that the way they had it is there was no, there was no opportunity for surprise inspections. Inspections always had to be requested. And then after certain protocols were followed, it could be up to literally three weeks from the time the inspection was requested to when it was actually conducted. Hardly enough time to hide any uh, any reactors or any other kind of material that if they're back on their nuclear program, right? So the deal was a sham. So this idea, oh my God, uh, Trump really's gone and done it. Iran's pulling out of the deal. Well, number one, it was a it was a deal agreed to without any kind of uh, congressional approval. Okay, which if they were serious about this, should have gone should have gone through the proper channels and and, and been approved by by Congress. It wasn't. So again, much ado about nothing. But this is this is another classic example of this made Trump look bad. And thirty and thirty Americans were killed. They're going to run with it. And oh, look what Trump has gone and done. He's inflamed this uh, these you know crazy people in Iran. And another piece of propaganda that they had going was the funeral for General Soleimani. About there was a video footage of just a sea of people, thousands upon thousands of people in the street, many of them distraught over the death of Soleimani. And uh, it was uh, Michael Moore who took to Twitter and said, can you, I can't ever see this kind of outpouring for people like generals Westmoreland or Mattis or, you know, any other prominent generals he named Iranian people really revered this man. It's like, honest to God, Michael Moore, you know, I know, I know the guy is a, I know the guy is a propagandist of himself. But how stupid can you be? You can't honestly believe that these people are repressed under a repressive regime. You honest to God think that they're doing that on their own account? Yeah, for a guy that works in films, you think he'd be able to spot a doctored footage? It's just it, it, stupefying. And then again, this was another chanting point that the media ran with. It's how the people revered Soleimani and were just distraught over his death. Well, thankfully, and you know, you know, they do this in large part because they know that citizens of Iran, they don't have free speech. They can't take to social media and give their, give their side of the story because, well, they'd literally be killed. Okay. How many protesters in Iran have been killed over the last few years protesting against the brutal regime? It's been hundreds, I think. And yet, is that being widely reported? Okay. there I, I've seen it more on, on alternative forms of media. Like there was, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, posted posted a YouTube video, some, some rogue footage of this stuff. So it's just absolutely insane that, again, once again, the media has shown that if this is bad for America, you know, and bad for Trump, they're willing to 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 run with it without ascertaining all the facts. 
And we come back, uh, yeah, about those uh, protesters taking to the uh, streets in Iran. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit more to say about it. And uh, there has been some video footage that has gotten out, and it seems to contradict a lot of the media narratives. Uh, Bob and Shoreview is on line one. Bob, if there's any way you could hold during the break, I promise to get to your call when we come back after this quick break. And if any of you, anybody else like to weigh in, feel free to do so. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog and pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. We know you're going to love that brisket, 2141 Cliff Road in Egan, and at RackShackBarbecue.com. That's RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. How hard you try, you can't stop us now. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Oh, you can't stop us from going on another segment about Iran here. Not happening. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. Uh, Bob is on line one. Bob, as always, I appreciate your patience. Uh, thank you for calling. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, yeah, I have two points for you to comment on. The first one is, uh, you know, the Iranians shot down a passenger plane accidentally that left from Tehran Airport. Can you imagine if they have their finger on the button for nuclear weapons? You know, oops. And then my second point is uh, there was a photo of the Salani, you know, after his vehicle got hit, and they said he was missing limbs. They blurred out the body, you know, not to so that people wouldn't be offended. But it's interesting to notice how you reap what you sow, or some people call it karma. 
he was responsible for our American soldiers having their limbs blown off and killed. And the same thing came back to him. What, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Bob. We appreciate the call. And yeah, I was at that. I, I appreciate that's a great segue. We are going to talk about the Ukrainian airliner that was shot down uh, over Iran, where 160, uh, 176 people were killed. Uh, yeah, and, and at first, Iran was denying that that happened. Well, you know, I have, I, we, 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 we didn't shoot it down. And then it's like, uh, okay, yeah, we did, but it was it, it was purely accidental. Uh, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, um, we had Peter Johnson in here last week talking about the kind of artillery that Soleimani and his uh, uh, surrogates were using against U.S. troops in Iraq, stuff that could pierce the metal of Humvees that, to Bob's point, caused the very damage he was talking about, the limbs ripping apart so yeah um you know yeah it's it's very clear in god's word you reap what you sow and you know we're not rejoicing over that or anything like that or we're not dancing you know karma biatches anything like that it's just a law you know it's kind of like gravity if you jump off the building you're going to splat hit the ground whether you believe in gravity or not it doesn't do you're going to prove its existence you're <laughs> you're going to prove the law if you jump off the building the top of a building whether you believe in it or not so uh, appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, that's a nice segue around regarding the flight that was uh, shot down. And, uh, oh, looky here, the de- some prominent Democrat presidential candidates. Guess where they laid the blame for that airliner being shot down? Well, Trump creating instability in this war with Iran, even though it's not a war. And uh, you, know, you know how I know this isn't World War Three, as people were declaring? It's because literally... 24 to 48 hours after people were declaring we were on the verge of World War III, they're focusing on the fact that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are leaving the, leaving the royal family. Okay? If, if this is World War III, we wouldn't be focusing on this vapid crap. So spare me. But whatever. Point is, is that uh, Pete Buttigieg took to Twitter, uh, responding to the CBS News uh, Twitter feed, where it indicated uh, U.S. officials were confident that Iran shot down the Ukrainian passenger jet carrying 176 people. Iran, of course, later confirmed that. And Pete Buttigieg's response to that is, innocent civilians are now dead because they were caught in the middle of an unnecessary and unwanted military tit-for-tat. My thoughts are with the families and loved ones of all 176 souls lost aboard this flight. So it's America's fault. There you have it. You know, it sounds an awful lot like blaming someone walking through a rough neighborhood in the middle of the night. Probably not advisable. You probably shouldn't do it, given the reputation of, a, of the specific neighborhood. But who is at fault if this person gets assaulted, physically assaulted? Okay? Is that person thrown in jail? No, it's the perpetrators. So, you know, this, this is just, this is what the, I've said it a hundred times, these Democrat presidential candidates, in order to defeat Trump, they just had one job, not to come off as insane. And they can't do it. They, I say this, I feel like I say this almost every week. They can't do it. I mean, even just an acknowledgement that Iran is evil, Soleimani is gone, this is a resounding blunder, somebody needs to answer for this, just the... Just the scintilla of a possibility that that may be viewed upon as being allied with Trump, the tr- President Trump's mindset on this, it, it has these people scared to death. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard also weighed in. Uh, she joined uh, Fox News' uh, Bill Hammer. Bill also read uh, Pete Buttigieg's uh, tweet. And Tulsi Gabbard, for those of us on the right of center aisle who were lauding Tulsi Gabbard because she went after Hillary Clinton and she went after Kamala Harris as, Oh boy, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, we don't agree on much, but boy, she, she might be acceptable if she ends up being a Democrat nominee. Yeah, no, she wouldn't. Uh, I could have told you right up front, you know, God bless Tulsi for defending herself and hitting back at Hillary Clinton for the despicable charges that Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian asset, you know, asinine, just completely asinine. And, but Tulsi Gabbard has always been anti-gun, 
always been part of this, you know, nonsense of Medicare for all, universal basic income, all that sort of thing. These are not conservative positions and under no circumstances are they acceptable uh, positions if you're even moderately right. Okay, so Tulsi Gabbard uh, on with Bill Hemmer, Fox News, responding to the Buttigieg tweet. Member Tulsi, big anti-war gal, which is fine, but uh, her rash- her response to this tweet uh, just as despicable. Here we go. Pete Buttigieg shot out a tweet with regard to this airline that was shot out of the sky in Ukraine. He said innocent civilians are now dead because they were caught in the middle of an unnecessary and unwanted military tit for tat. My thoughts are with the families and loved ones of all the 176 souls lost aboard this flight. He's come under a lot of heat by a lot of different people. Ted Cruz says you're wrong. They were shot down by Iran. What do you make of the comment that he said there? Uh, I think this is... Uh, a very, very unfortunate incident that's affected so many people and so many families. But this is one of these consequences of this escalation and this state of war that we are in. Uh, having a foresight and being able to look at what the consequences are of going to war with Iran, I think, is a serious thing and a responsibility of the present commander in chief that he and his administration do, do, do have I not read looked that, at. Are you agreeing with Buttigieg on the comment based on that answer there? Uh, my point is that this is a very unfortunate consequence of this escalation of war. But it was Iran who owned the anti-aircraft missiles. It was their system. That went uh, off when this airline. To, are, are, are you implying that they did this intentionally? No, I, I did not say that at all. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the inference here is that Iran is responsible for this and not this, the tit for tat. This, this, no, no. This, this, is, this is the consequence of this escalation of war that we need. That- okay, so there you have it. Uh, it this, first of all, we're not in a war. And secondly, when there is intelligence gathered that more Americans are going to be killed, they reacted to it and took out the source that would result in more American lives being taken. And they took out a man who has verified accounts of killing hundreds of Americans. So this is Iran's fault. You can call it incompetence. You could call it deliberate. It turns out it was, at least they're saying, well, yeah, we did it. But it was, it was, it was, it was a complete accident. We, we, you know. Yeah, has Iran laid out exactly what the uh, details are of this event taking place or whatever they say? Well, then they're not turning over the black box, and I guess there's bulldozers allegedly coming in and cleaning up the mess. So okay. no, invest- scene. no investigation was going to be able to take place. So right. what does that tell you? So, yeah, and as a result, uh, we're finding out that, well, you know what? Uh, these Iranian citizens, yeah, they may not be as completely devastated at the loss of Soleimani as people are giving, uh, as some media outlets are reporting. This is from a PJ Media story. Uh, On Saturday, protesters with Iran's MEK Freedom Movement took to the streets in Tehran to protest after Iran's government admitted having shot down a Ukrainian plane by mistake killing 176 people on board. Iran's government claimed that the U.S. airstrikes killing Quds Force leader Qazam Soleimani had united the country, but the protests disprove that narrative. Protests erupt against Revolutionary Guards at Amir Kabir University in Tehran due to uh, authorities' incompetence and negligence after the recent plane crash that killed more than 176 people, Iranian journalist uh, Masi Alinajad reported on Twitter. Some people had claimed Iranians were united after Soleimani's death. Oh, well, think again. Uh, let's read some more uh, more tweets on this. Uh, yeah, IRGC, shame on you. Let go of our country. Chance at Iran protests today in Tehran's Amir Kabir University after the Revolutionary Guards admit to shooting down a Ukrainian plane. M. Hanif Jaziri, an Iranian journalist based in Britain, tweeted. He summarized remarks from the from National Council of Resistance of Iran leader Mariam Rajavi, who called the plane crash, quote, a great crime that Iran's people will neither forgive nor forget, close quote. So you want to talk about a resistance. 
People who say they're protest against Trump, the women who put on crocheted lady parts atop their head or go to a coffee shop and scream at conservatives on Twitter, okay, that's not a resistance because you're not risking anything by doing that because we have protected speech in this country. You have the right to speak out against your government. The only thing you're really losing is dignity by putting crocheted lady parts atop your head, but that's another story entirely. Okay, these people, how many, there's been hundreds of, of Iranian citizens who have protested against the oppressive government over the past how many years who have lost their lives as a result. These people are actually risking something. This is an actual resistance. Y'all here in America who are against Trump, it's amateur hour. Okay? Alan Zimmerman, if you want to hold during the break, I promise to take your call when we come back right here. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Get us way in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag NARN Show with any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I'm monitoring the uh, student protests in Iran. There was one in particular. Let's see if I can um, find where it was. It was at one of the prominent universities in uh, Tehran. Yeah, it was uh, students at Tehran's. Uh, Beheshti University, they avoid walking on U.S. and Israeli flags painted at the entrance. So, I mean, it's very prominent. It's hard to walk around them. There isn't much room on either side of them. But students are walking. They're, they're walking in unison towards them. And as they come to the flags, they disperse and then walk around them. Good. 
I, I mean, what does that tell you? That doesn't that doesn't sound like a group of people that are mourning the death of Soleimani if if they're doing that. So definitely prayers up for the Iranian people, the Iranian resistance. And again, we saw this we saw this in Hong Kong recently, where people in Hong Kong were singing the national anthem and holding American flags. Again, this is a true resistance. These are people are putting their lives on the line. So I can't emphasize enough. If you're out there, you know, with your uh uh, baby Trump doll or orange mad bad signs or wearing crocheted lady parts atop your head or sitting in coffee shops screaming at conservatives on Twitter. That's not a resistance. And you haven't earned that term. You're not you're not risking anything other than your dignity, again, by wearing a crocheted lady parts atop your head. Uh, Al from Zimmerman is on line one. Al, I appreciate your patience. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll just, I, I, I'm going to make a quick comment about uh, Iran. Our, uh, in the 70s, I was growing up with our, uh, our neighbors. They're both college professors. And in 1970, they moved to Iran. They're college professors teaching college in Iran. Everything was wonderful, beautiful. It was an open society. People were just living their lives yep. until... The uh, Ayatollah Khomeini come in with uh, Islamic Revolution and decided to put burqas on all the women and shut the whole country down and turn it into a mess and arrest a bunch of college students. These neighbors of ours barely made it out by the skin of their teeth. They made it to the embassy before it fell, and they got to a helicopter to get to a plane to get the heck out of there. But uh, it just it, it just blows my mind that people don't understand what happened to Iran in the 70s. And now it's just continuing. But uh, I, uh, the reason I called in was I just heard something from a friend of mine this morning that uh, Iran had put a million-dollar uh, number on uh, Donald Trump's head. And George Lopez said, uh, heck, we'll do it for half that. I saw that, yes. Did you see that? I did, yeah. And, you know, George Lopez. There was truth to it. I didn't know yeah. if there was truth to it. That's why I was asking if you knew something about it. Secret Service said they was alerted, and, of course, they said they were aware of it. But given who George Lopez is, he's a comedian, ha-ha, very funny. But, yeah, don't let it happen yeah, again. Yeah, so. it's funny or interesting or clever or anything. Right, right. But, my, but one, one other thing, too, uh, when the Iranian people heard that it was their government that shot down that, airliner they marched into the streets and uh the last i heard they, they killed like 1500 of their own people protesting oh, yeah. the government for shooting down that airliner yeah absolutely we appreciate the call al yeah we actually covered that last segment and this is this is something that's been going on over a decade there's occasional uprisings where the people are like this is ridiculous we want a regime change we want a little more freedom a little more latitude there was i i still remember two years ago there were women who were walking out in the plaza without their burkas. Okay? That's a death sentence. All right? So, again, um, those, those, uh, those here in the West who, want, who like to speak on behalf of these women, uh, they don't seem to think wearing a burqa is necessarily empowering as you do. Okay? More power to you. If, you know, freedom of religion in this country, if, if, if you choose to wear a burqa, Godspeed. No, no issue with that. But this idea that it's empowering, uh, there are some women in these impressive regimes who uh, kind of have a thing to say about it. It may be empowering, but they also like to have the choice of whether or not to actually wear it out in public. But this is this is how where the American left, again, I, I've said it a hundred times on the show, how the resistance movement, and I use resistance in quotes, you know, the American quote-unquote resistance, how vapid a movement is, because everything they stand for has to be diametrically opposed to what Trump believes in. So as a result, because Trump took out this quote-unquote revered military leader, Soleimani, all of a sudden you have leftists apologizing for Iran. And there was this Twitter account uh, called uh, Education, the number four libs, Education for Libs, okay, that says Iran you know, executes gay people. They tweet... Treat women as property. They kill thousands of citizens for protesting. They attack our embassy. Fire missiles at us. Kill 176 innocent people on a plane. Use $150 billion from the Obama administration to sponsor terrorism and chant death to America. And yet the leftists in this country still defend that. It's stupefying. 
as if somehow condemning the oppressive regime for executing gay people and treating women as chattel is somehow forming an alliance with Trump. You, It is possible. You know, F. Scott Fitzgerald said as much. It is possible to hold two diametrically opposed thoughts in your head and still be able to function. It's still okay to agree with Trump that executing gay people and treating women as property is a bad thing while still being opposed to Trump himself, while still opposing his reelection prospects. That's okay. All right? You won't, your, your head won't explode. I don't think, given the way some of these people act. You wonder sometimes. So it, it's just, honestly, it, it, it's just absolutely crazy to me. And when we talked about the Hong Kong thing, you know, how the NBA comes off as this just incredibly woke sports league standing up for these social issues, but yet they, they turn on one of their own who supports Hong Kong speaking out against China because it might affect the NBA's pocketbook. Okay? So, you know, this is all kind of coming together. You notice how all of these things are intersecting, what we talked about in the first hour, how Hollywood, the elites, are willing to kind of turn a blind eye to certain things that Harvey Weinstein is doing because, you know, he can help their career. And, you know, getting rid of an inconvenience that is a child so I can hold one of these Golden Globes, it was worth it. No, that sort of thing. And now this, where the American left positions themselves in a situation where they're defending things that they say they loathe. You know, like like women's, apparently women in this country are being set back so far that they're not going to be able to have the right to vote pretty soon. I mean, some of the, the way some of these people are acting, and yet you deliberately ignore the stuff that's, that's going on in Iran. And again, you can say it's per. I, I sympathize with the concern that, well, you know, maybe bombing General Soleimani back to the Stone Ages, okay, maybe that. Well, who knows if that was the the wise course of action or not? That's that's all fair game, but this idea that you're going to use that as an extension that the Iranian people mourn his loss and that you're speaking on behalf of them and projecting your progressive ideology onto them is ridiculous. And you make yourselves look foolish. I mean, again, far be it for me to, to tell progressives when they look like complete idiots. But, you know, I'm not completely heartless. So this is, uh, this is something that is continuing to happen. I, I'm not suggesting, you know, we send our military in there to help these, you know, the, these people protesting. I'm not suggesting that at all. But absolutely, we should, if there's any possible way we can give them some sort of moral support, let them know that the world backs them. You know, that goes a long way because these people, once again, a lot of them aren't going to survive this. I, I, I don't know how many thousands have been killed as a result. Obviously, given the oppressive government, they aren't going to release official death toll of how many their people they're killing. I, I think that's an obvious statement, so... Uh, something to keep a close eye on, that is for sure. <sighs> um, okay, I guess we'll take an early break here, maybe do a Vikings postmortem, as much as, uh, you know, kind of uh, hate to say that the season's over, but it's not totally unexpected, I guess. No, it's but, not. Uh, it's not. But uh, I, I kind of saw it coming so much so that my wife and I finally saw the rise of Skywalker yesterday. Oh, boy. During the Vikings game. Okay. So we decided to forego... You know what? Well, I did. My wife hates football. Doesn't really. Or, <laughs> she doesn't, well, she doesn't care about it. Borderline hates it because you know she sees what a raving lunatic I am about it. So that's yeah, my I wife. Suppose. <laughs> I suppose she should see you on your radio program. Oh man, crazy, <laughs> crazy times indeed. So yeah, we'll take a take a quick break here. Come back with the final segment of the show. And hey, feel free to call in weigh on any of the topics we've discussed. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. 
We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The last weeks of 2019 brought two film releases that deserve the attention of the widest possible audience for their affirmation of enduring values. Though both A Hidden Life and Just Mercy received only very limited distribution at year's end, they should win new attention in the new year for their historically accurate portrayal of real-life heroes motivated by deep Christian faith. Franz Jägerstetter, the subject of a hidden life, was an Austrian farmer who, in the midst of World War II, refused to take an oath of loyalty to Hitler because he felt higher loyalty to his God and Savior. Just Mercy highlights the tireless work of Brian Stevenson, an African-American lawyer motivated by his commitment to the church to rescue the wrongly convicted from death row. With religion under regular assault from so much of popular culture, these two superbly well-crafted films offer a refreshing, much-needed alternative. I'm Michael Medved. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hi, I'm Kirby Skubrat with 3MAX Results. Have you heard? Our team is doing what other real estate agents and teams aren't doing through our worry-free listing system. We let our sellers be in control with our promise of flexibility and results. And if you're not happy, fire me. I call it the worry-free listing system. My commitment is that you will be happy because we sell our listings for more money and in less time compared to other agents. Our team sells over 400 homes each year. That's over a home a day. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your realtor. I want to put the sellers in control again for a successful home sale with the worry-free listing system. Ready to sell for more money and in less time? Call 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Put the worry-free listing system to work for you. Kirby Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Well, this pretty much seals the deal. I don't know a dang thing about football. Yeah, me neither. Wouldn't predicted this. Houston up twenty-one to nothing. Minute to go in the first quarter. Gee, wait, twenty-one now? Twenty-one nothing. They scored again? Yeah. What is going on in Arrowhead? Well, they got a they got a fifty-four-yard uh, touchdown pass in their opening drive. Uh huh. And then uh, Chiefs ensuing drive three and out, and the punt was blocked. Yeah, I knew returned, that. Recovered for a touchdown, and then. Uh, on this next drive, I don't know how they got such a short field. Two plays, six yards. Sean Watson hit Darren Fells with a four-yard touchdown. Huh. I, guess, I guess it was a turnover. It was a turnover. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Houston got it, obviously, in yeah. a short field. Whew. How about uh, that? buddy of mine on Facebook right now just said, apparently the Chiefs thought the game started at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Eastern, not Central. <laughs> yeah, right. Ugh. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's it's so funny because I've seen you see all these predictions all the time across, you know, the, each week in the NFL. Uh, especially when the playoffs start, though, it's just so easy for so many of these uh, "quote unquote" experts to just chalk it up to whoever's the home team every single time. I like seriously, uh, Bleacher Report, it's ESPN, play, so but... many. Like I saw everybody picking the Ravens, everybody picking the Niners, which in that case obviously made sense. Everybody was picking the Chiefs, but it's uh, you know any given Sunday in the NFL, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, uh, one thing I know about social media is it turns everybody into Middle Eastern policy experts, apparently, well, in light of the news this past week. And it also turns them into uh, quasi-NFL general managers. They seem to know right. what is illing these Vikings right. and uh, the cure-all. Yeah, the Vikings went down to defeat. Uh, no surprise. Uh, I was just disappointed how uncompetitive they were the second half. Yeah, uh, I was kidding. 14 to 10 at halftime. It's not insurmountable. No, not at me. all. San Francisco is a... Good team. They got the number two rated defense in the NFL in terms of total yards, and they got two of their starters back yesterday. Yeah. So I was feeling confident going in that second half. I mean, sure, you would have liked to capitalize and get a touchdown off of that Kendrick's uh, uh, interception. Right, right. So I was kind of disappointed by that. But still, I mean, I thought, hey, you know what? We came to play. And then kind of like the third quarter in Seattle earlier this season, it just all came apart. Yeah. So uh, 
you know, Vikings are done this season. You know, we don't have to conflict with football <laughs> until September. So, yeah, which, which I'm fine with. Yeah, because, you know, like I say, I usually get kind to of. the studio about 1130 and 1145 or so, and I do a quick update if the Vikings have a noon game, because I know not a lot of people will be tuning into my live Facebook Live updates on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So, yeah, the Vikings are done. Uh, now the big question is, you know, what do they do next year? Uh, it looks like offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski has accepted the head coaching job of the Cleveland Browns, which uh, Bill Simmons, the sports guy, was joking on Twitter yesterday. Let's see, the Vikings had consecutive seven consecutive three and outs. That's all we need to see. Kevin Savansky, welcome to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, but, man. You know, it's it's funny, but to judge Kevin Stefanski by one game is oh, ridiculous. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes away from a body of work. I'm rooting for him like heck to, sure. to be a success there because he has been with this Vikings team with, since Brad Childress. Exactly. Brad Childress era. Yes. And so he, as a young guy, as a young yeah. What a quality control coach! Yeah. I didn't even know what he was. Yeah, it's hard for staffers to stick around through multiple coaches like that. Mm-hmm. It really is because he got through Childress, Leslie Frazier, and then obviously now Mike Zimmer. Right. So I'm, speaks I'm to for a good of a yeah speaks how good he is at his job. Now the question is, do they bring back Pat Shermer now that he ha- he's out of a job? Yeah. Um, does you know the thing is, Kirk Cousins he obviously flourished under Stefanski's system because they utilized Cousins' strength. Mm-hmm. Where they could roll him out, do some play action. He was great at that. Yep. The problem is when you fall behind and you're in the fourth quarter, play action ain't going to work. Right. Uh, you know? Especially when Dalvin can't get anything going. And when Kirk Cousins is a drop back passer, he's done. He's yes. cooked. The moment becomes too big for him. And so Cousins next year will be the third year of his three year contract. I don't see him coming back unless he has another breakout season. But think so? I I, I just don't. I, I can't. I have, I'm hard pressed to see him coming back. He's very limited. What you have to do is you have to build a a solid offensive line around him, which, again, mm-hmm. play action covers a lot of ills. Yes. And so if they can build a solid offensive line around him, this offense has a chance to be really good again. But the problem is on the defensive side of the ball. The defense took a step back, plus Everson Griffin, Xavier Rhodes, likely are going to be cap casualties because they're already over the salary cap for 2020. Right. And then you've got Trey Waynes is a free agent. Who knows if they even want him back? Anthony Harris is a free agent, too. Yeah. He's going to get a good contract because he's had a career year. He should, as he should. But then, you know, your linebacking core is still solid, but your defensive line without Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter is going to be coming back, obviously, yes. but then what do you have around him? I do like Lin Afadi. Joseph may not be back. Yeah, I do like the Afadi Adenabo kid. He played pretty good this season, so I'm actually pretty confident that he could maybe not quite step into Everson sh- uh, Griffin's shoes right away, but I think he's a solid prospect moving forward. Right, and and uh, uh, Stephen Weatherly, I think, yep. has got a chance. You know, yep. Shamar Stephan, I don't know. Yeah. Jalen Holmes, I think that's yeah. the other guy. So they've got some pieces in place. Um, they obviously need to upgrade the secondary, the offensive line. That needs to be your primary focus. I wouldn't be offended if they got a quarterback that they could start grooming right now and sure. could spend a year on the bench. That that just isn't done anymore, and that's a way that was the rule rather than the exception back in the day that if you drafted a quarterback, it was going to be a good two solid seasons before he really even saw the field. Right. Now you expect that quarterback to be able to contribute day one. Right. And you know, it can happen. I think we've gotten a little more sophisticated, obviously, because they have more access to you know, NFL offenses and game plans that they could study at a higher level than they could back in the day with their, you know, reel-to-reel film, you know, that kind of thing. So it is possible for a quarterback to step in, but, you know, what kind of quarterback prospects are out there? I mean, uh, you've got, uh, obviously, the LSU kid who's probably going to be go to Cincinnati number yeah, one overall. Yeah, guaranteed he's going to go there. And then Tua uh, yep. is entering the draft, even though he's got the hip injury. Yep. Uh, I don't see any way how he gets out of the first round. He's probably going to be picked by the Dolphins at number five. Yeah, Wouldn't be think shocked so. by okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody ch- trusts Josh Rosen. I kind of feel bad for the kid, too, because here he was a first-round pick in Arizona. Then he's traded to Miami, and even they don't want him. So, what you know, what what can be, I guess, what can you do at this point? Does Marcus Mariota have anything left? I mean, he was benched uh, in favor of Tannehill. Yeah. But in the right system, can he flourish somewhere? I I'm not suggesting the Vikings pick up Marcus Mariota. What I am saying is bring an offensive coordinator that says, okay, I can work with Kirk, but you know what? There's this young guy who's currently yeah. falling out of favor with this. Pick you know, pick any quarterback. Could be anybody. Yeah. I think he can be had for a low-round pick, and then bring him in here, groom him, and I know I can develop him, and this is what I see. You know, yeah. I'm looking for something like that because this is what happened. You know, This has happened 
in situations before where you go get a quarterback who has had a pedestrian career elsewhere, but you put him in the right system, the right coaching, whatever, and you know he could be a star. Case Keenum, cough, cough, Case Keenum? Yeah. Not well, Case Keenum specifically, but I'm saying yeah. that kind of situation. He had a career year, unexpected. Um, you know, Carson Palmer, when he went to Arizona, mm-hmm. I mean, he had some nice years in Cincinnati, but yeah. when he went to, went to Arizona, kind of rejuvenated his career a little bit. Sure. I, I guess my point is I'm kind of tired of, you know, getting this Band-Aid. I mean, Kirk Cousins, he isn't exactly a veteran at the end of his career. He was 29-30 when he got here. You know, you still got a good five, six years left. Sure. But there there seems to be a ceiling that he's hit. You know, and unless everything is perfect around him, unless if you get an offensive line that's equivalent to like the early 90s Cowboys, mm-hmm. he's going to lead, he can lead you, Kirk Cousins could lead you to a Super Bowl yeah. with that kind of offensive line. But the thing is, where do you get those guys? Well, my question for you now is, uh, out of our five os- offensive line members, I mean, obviously I don't think you can include Bradbury or O'Neal in this, but uh, who would you replace to potentially upgrade it right now? you got Bra- uh, Riley Reef left tackle, Elfline at left guard, and then there's Josh Klein at right guard. Yeah, obviously your left tackle is your most important position if you've got a right-handed quarterback, obviously, yep. so your blind side. Yeah, I don't, uh, as far as left tackle, I don't know who can be had if there's any Yeah, upgrades. I don't even know the names out there. Yeah, we'd so, have to make a trade or somebody. Right? What, what, is Trent Williams the guy that sat out all year? That's on the Redskins. Is he a left tackle by chance? Uh, I think so. And then where? Yeah. And then didn't someone pick him up? Maybe or, I don't think anybody did. I uh, think he reported, but then he just decided to sit out anyway. I don't that's think a good he played point. a single game, but he's yeah. still under contract. Yeah. So that's so uh, the window is closing quickly. It. I thought it was. You know, you felt like it was open after they got the NFC title game two years ago. Then they had a disastrous season last year where they ended up missing the playoffs. But then it's like, oh, we got Stefanski. He can scheme more to Cousins' capabilities. It's going to get better, and it was better the last few games of the regular season until the Chicago game yeah. when it was win and you're in. But they had a good season this year. Cousins looked fantastic at times. And then they surprisingly won the playoff game last week. Yes. So, you know, does Shermer run a similar style to where he could come in and, you know, pick up where Stefanski left off. I don't know if that's a possibility. We'll see. But uh, a lot of off-season questions, that's for sure. Now we can turn our focus to uh, pitchers and catchers reporting in about a month. So. Hopefully we make a trade to get a good pitcher. Well, that's another story twins. entirely. It hasn't happened thus far, and I'm getting a little more pessimistic with each passing Yeah, day. me too. Me too. Weekend switch up next week. Mitch is in for me next Sunday. I am in for Mitch on Saturday the 18th. We'll look forward to talking to our Northern Alliance Radio Network audience. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog and pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. 
I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now, here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. AM 1280, The Patriot.